0: You're listening to Random Fit with hosts, Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for digital media.
1: Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with my friend and co-host, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are you today?
2: I am awesome, Wendy. How are you doing? You're looking good.
1: Oh, thanks. You know, I'm uh, I'm glad to be here. Very excited about today's uh, podcast for sure because yep. we have a very special guest. Um, and if you're okay with it, Ken, I'm just gonna go ahead and do a quick intro and we're gonna bring him on. Bring him in. All right, so today we actually have a special guest. His name is Andrew Mentor. Um, he is originally from South Africa and uh, he actually moved to Dallas when he was young. He actually got his MBA and he's a licensed but not practicing attorney, which I find very fascinating. And then he, after doing investment banking said, I'm not going to do it. He started his own company called Viviture. And then this company worked with college health centers and athletic departments. Once he sold that, he got involved with becoming the only non-founder CEO of TriggerPoint. And then in 2016, he then founded the Sports Medicine Clinic and began his adventure with Fizmodo, which is what we're going to talk a lot about today. Let's bring him on.
0: <laughs> Hello, Wendy. Uh,
1: Hi, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Yes.
2: All right. Well, I'm excited to um, get to know you a little bit better through a through, uh, random fit podcast here. So, you know what? Wendy says you went from law, you did a startup, you sold that, got involved with Triggerpoint, and now you have your company now called Fizmodo. Um, but before we start talking about Fizmodo, I'm just curious more about you and how you meandered through your career from law <laughs> into fitness. I mean, it, I mean, starting up your own business and then you know, startup and selling, um, but to get involved with the actual field of fitness and movement, as we're about to discuss, what's attracted you to doing what you're doing now, coming all the way from 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 your background in, in law, because that's not easy to do and get into, but. That's a big transition. So I'm I'm really curious about you and your and your journey to where you are today.
0: Well, let's let's be clear. I never yeah. I never practiced law. So I, I right, my right. background in law is is only uh, three years in law school. And I just I remember my first class was constitutional law. And about thirty minutes in the class, I'm like, this is this is not for me. Um, but I have. 30 minutes shy of three years left in this. So, um, but I ended up, I ended up completing it and did the MBA with it because I figured early on law is is probably not a good thing for me. But I took the bar and passed that mainly because it made my mom happy and then got into investment banking. And uh, one thing I learned about Uh, myself, particularly when uh, with Viviture is I loved running my own company, but I didn't have a passion for what I was doing. And so um, having torn my calf when I was 13 or 14 playing tennis, uh, you know, I've always had movement problems and really, you know, not been able to to address them. So once I got a little bit more familiar with movement, and I'd had a screen that was a, a great screen, but a, a manual screen, and I never got to do it again, um, then, then came across this technology that allowed um, us to do what we're doing today and said, you know what, I get to run my own company and do something that I love. So that's how we're here today.
1: I love it. Well, Andrew, you know, I mean, before we start diving deeper and we, we talked about, you know, just briefly Fismodo, Um, but what, what is it? So what if, you know, we're going to talk about it, but can you give us a little kind of history of what fizmoto is?
0: Sure. So in, well, after I was 13 or 14, uh, the injuries didn't stop and Um, You know, through playing uh, tennis and rugby and triathlon, none of of which really meshed together, I was injured a lot, and it was all on my left side. Um, I ruptured my Achilles tendon on the left side. I uh, got a slap tear on my left side. I ruptured my bicep tendon on the left side. So something was something was obviously going on there. And then I'd had that manual screen, which I thought was great, but it was not repeated. It was when I. You know signed up for a gym um and then when i learned about what microsoft was doing and using the Kinect in this depth camera which if everyone knows the xbox um it's you know pretty cool and looks at your body and can see your joints and i thought you know what this could probably use be used for a movement technology that makes it a little better or faster than the manual one and help me you know, address some of the issues that I personally have had and, and seen others, you know, particularly through the sports medicine clinic that I started uh, whenever that was. So, yeah, that's, I mean, so that's how Physmodo got started. And then what we were trying to do was look at the movement screens that were out there and see, you know, there's a lot of great ones, but see what um, maybe could be a little better. And what was important to us was making sure that it's a quick screen and you can get a lot of throughput. Um the first year that we were at Ursa, we got a thousand people screened in two days. So we were getting that throughput. We were getting that automation. And yeah, it's just through one movement, the overhead squat, which uh I can thank a lot. I can thank Chris Frankel, um, who, who people may know are one of the, you know, best uh whatever he calls himself these days, sports scientist, data guy, all that. He does a lot, but he he was instrumental in in helping us get to where we are.
2: So that's, that's a lot, that's a lot of, that's a lot of information to gather over one day, a thousand entries into, into the program. So, so how does it actually work? How do you process so many people so quickly to where you can, you can affect so many lives? Yeah, I think
0: that, uh, that's, that's by virtue of us doing the, the one movement, the, the overhead squat, or really just a functional squat. So what people will do is—is is you'll have you really don't need uh, anyone there with you uh, because there's the software guides you where to stand and walks you through the movement and the, the movement is just three overhead squats, and the the camera is reading everyone's joints so it can see your shoulders, your elbows, your your knees, your ankles, etc. And through that, uh, we can measure, you know your mobility, just whether it's shoulders, ankles, knees, we can measure your stability. So you know, for instance, are you activating your scaps, your forward torso lean, and then also your posture. And what's important to me uh, is is symmetry, because as you probably know, or as you definitely know, the the number two cause of injury is a symmetry behind previous injury. So Yeah, that's what we do. So then we um, one goes through the screen, we get a score, um, a composite score based on those four domains, individual scores for each of those. And then it will say, hey, here's here's an indicator, for instance, here's an indicator on your right shoulder. You do not have good shoulder mobility. And it's a means for a trainer uh, or that person to say, okay, now I know I have a poor shoulder. Let me do something about it.
1: I love it. Well, and, and Ken and I, in multiple, multiple podcasts, always talk about, and I know Marty Miller and I do on the Master Instructor Roundtable podcast that we have, we talk a ton about, um, you know, just proper movement and assessment. So in your point of view, you know, obviously tying everything back, how do you guys take that information and and do you tie it back into programming or, you know, or you just get these results and then, then what happens?
0: Yeah, the uh, the, the kind of so what now what uh, after you've gotten the screen. Um, so yeah, so you know what we you know what we do is again I'm just using the the shoulder as an example. Um, let's say I go through a screen and my, there's a couple things. My shoulder, there's a problem there, and there's a problem. I, I can't get squat depth. I mean, I'm only getting to seventy or so degrees. And so we have the programming on the back end that looks at, you know, some of my, pardon me, some of my movement issues. And then there's a program with some of the corrective protocols that can then help improve that shoulder and ankle. And what I really like, and this was part of the purpose of us doing it the way we're doing it, is that you can have a screen, do a little movement prep, and then re-screen, you know, five or 10 minutes later. And... What that'll all do is hopefully get one in a better position to work out. Um, and then based on future movements and really what your baseline score is, you can you can just adjust your, your workout or, frankly, just adjust how you uh, enjoy your day based on how you're moving.
2: Awesome. Very nice. Um... And and in, and in information like that, as as a fitness professional, and with what both Wendy and I do, that's that. As Wendy said, that's something that you know we encourage all trainers to do at some point in time. Um, and and you're mentioning, you know, doing let's say a, a pre and a post within even minutes of each other to um, to gain, you know, to better understand if if your protocols were were indeed effective. If, if I'm hearing you right, that's that's what you're talking about. Assess implement a strategy and then reassess just to see if, if it's actually working. Yeah, ex-
0: exactly. So i give an example. We worked at the, at the university of, of Tennessee. Um, you know, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get
1: big orange, by the way, <laughs> is
0: it, is it, a, is it, a, is it a bad, a bad time to, to say, I'm sorry, about a couple weeks ago, though you still have a shot. I <laughs> still have it. You still have a shot.
1: Thanks, you Andrew. Tough, tough,
0: really tough conference. Um, yeah. You should be in the TCU conference. You guys would be undefeated. Um,
2: what was the question? Um, <laughs> about about evaluation and reevaluation after implementing <laughs> oh, the, got a yeah. movement strategy.
0: We were talking about the volunteers. Yeah. So, so the reason that that Tennessee reached out to us was, they were doing something where they could because of the time it took to assess their athletes and there's you know almost 600 they were really only measuring the movement you know once a semester um, and, right. and it was it was impossible to track the athletes when they're home for the summer or or on the road and so we went in there and now they're their athletes can go into you know their sports tech room, and, and they don't even need a coach there, and they'll they'll do their assessment um, once a week. And w- what's nice, I think, especially for the coaches, is that they can say, "Okay, Ken, you're you're an athlete there, and you know your average score is a like a, a 64." We don't do grade school scoring; we do this modified Z scoring. So. 50 is average, so I'm, uh, your 64 is great. And let's say you rock in one day and you get a 47. So your coach at that point gets a notification that says, hey, something's wrong with Ken today. I don't know exactly what it is, but something's up. Love me... that before. <laughs> <laughs> something's jacked up with Ken's movement yeah. today. <laughs> so, yeah. And so your coach will say, "Okay, we had some programming for you today. We're going to change that. You, today's not going to be heavy deadlift day because something's, you know, you're, something's off with your ankles. Something's off with your quads today." And so, um, that's what I like about having this baseline score. You can you can kind of compare if you're moving well, you know, or or you're not. So, you know, that's that's I think a, a big benefit of 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 the, uh, of the screen besides the program and that can help you, you, you get better.
2: Now, you you mentioned a couple of points there. And I, my background is that, you know, I worked with the University of California in Berkeley um, as a strength conditioning coach. And I worked with football, gymnastics, golf and softball. And to your point, you know, to feed off of that environment for a second, you know, when I would reassess, there'd be a time on the calendar. When I say calendar, it would be like, in the beginning of fall, in the you know right before we let them go for um, for winter break, and then the beginning of spring, and then as you mentioned, is right before we send them home for uh, for the summer, and from there they would get a you know was it a shoulder protocol, was it a hip protocol, was it a foot and ankle protocol to help work on things? So intermittently, you know, as often as I would love to assess the athletes because let's say I had twenty four girls with the the softball team you know at that point in time i was manually right you know go ahead and do your squat let me watch you from the front the side and the back let me go ahead and watch you do a single leg squat and then i'd have to do that the individualized programming for each one of my athletes you know then it's time behind the computer time programming you know and trying to create a corrective exercise protocol, if you will, for each one of the athletes, and that would take time on top of the strength conditioning program. And, you know, to, to feed into that point, I mean, it's it was very laborious when it came to writing the programs based on the assessment, so I can only do it so often. But the other part of it is, as a strength coach, not all strength coaches have the same background or understanding or the need for some kind of corrective strategy that can be used before the actual strength conditioning programming. So there's also that skill deficit that that typically, not always, um, is a, a limitation in the field of, of performance. So the fact that you're able, to, you know, someone can come in, the coach gets a notification and says, hey, here's what's up. Uh, maybe we should do something about it before we have him put him on the practice field, before we put, you know, 315 pounds on his back, right? And, and, and get these things addressed before we put real stress onto the body. So that's a great application for that.
0: Yeah, um, here's the way I look at it, because uh, I can wake up every morning and I know my HRV, um, I can know my resting heart rate, I can know my overall recovery score. And if we did that, as you said, like, you know, once a semester, once in the summer, that tells us absolutely nothing because we don't know what our baseline is. And so, I mean, it, it, you know, HRV, I mean, at least for me, it varies significantly. And so at the university in Tennessee and elsewhere, they have so much sports technology, one of which is, you know, whoop or whoever it may be. And can adjust workouts based on how well that athlete is recovered. But I mean, you know, movement, I'm gonna steal from Chris Frankel once again. You know, movement is this forgotten component uh of of health. And it's really a, a vital sign. And so the problem is I can't wake up in the morning and tell how I'm moving based on something that's on my wrist or my finger. And I and I get that, but to look at someone's recovery and not look at the biomechanics and only look at the biometrics. I think that doesn't tell the full picture. I've gotten um a, a decent HRV score and yet I've done some deadlifts and my uh, you know my my legs are a little jacked up. Now that should affect my HRV in some way because I've stressed my body, but I'm not in a position despite my HRV being 70 or 80 to to do a lot of lower body work today. So we're just trying to complement what's relatively easy now with biomechanics and have something equivalent or with biometrics, something equivalent with biomechanics.
1: I love it. And those of you guys that are joining us today on Random Fit, myself, Wendy Batts, and Ken Miller are here with Andrew Mentor, the CEO, CEO and founder of fizmoto And Andrew, I think you bring up a very, very important um point at right there. And especially with what we do for a living, we want people to move better because if you move better, you feel better, you perform better. And just overall you're you're less stress on your joints. So your energy level should also increase. So you know when you're when you're thinking about all of these different screens that are out there. And I know like with NASM, we primarily use the overhead squat to really kind of see how someone's moving. We of course do that more manually. But you know what application wise with so many different screens out there what in your opinion differentiates fizmodo's from the or Fismodo from the others
0: well you're, you're going to be tired of hearing about this but one of the things we like is the fact that it is you know 30 seconds and very repeatable and in doing and you know in doing just the overhead squat we don't pretend that we get everything but it is the one movement that's in every single screen because it does give us so much information now we're I don't want to say we're, we're we're better than the other screens necessarily we're just very different and I think we can really work in conjunction with some of these other screens and here's how so we're you know we're, we're certainly we're not a diagnostic tool we're just giving information which says hey you're not moving that well today I don't know exactly why your ankles messed up or you know, why your shoulders messed up, but let's pay um, you know, let's let's pay attention to what's going on there. But you know, stealing from uh you know what we talked about with Ken, you know, if Ken's usually a 64 and comes in with a 47, this may be a good opportunity to do one of those other screens that takes a little longer. Because if you're coming in with your 64 around there every day, do we need to do additional assessments on you? Probably not. We know that you are where you normally are, but if 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 someone's way off, let's spend a little more time and work with some of these other screens that have some other movements and really you know dig a little deeper. So I think we're complementary to a lot of the other screens. Mm-hmm.
2: Nice. Now with with application, you know, we're we're usually talking to the health and fitness um, enthusiast. We talked about strength conditioning what other environments um is applicable for for the use of Fizmodo and this evaluation of the overhead squat
0: yeah i think um you know there's really two ways that at least i look at what we do um you know first and foremost it is a measurement tool um but it's also really an engagement tool so it's a in the health and fitness space, and, and I promise Ken, I'll answer your question. Um, you know, in the in the the gym space and the trainer space, um, it's a measurement tool that really helps you engage with your clients and help them um, you know as much as possible. But in some of these other environments, such as you know college sports or you know working with the military, um, the military is not trying to engage. Uh, The the soldiers and, uh, you know, Dan Worth at Tennessee is not trying to, you know, necessarily engage with um, with the athletes, they're already engaged and they kind of have to do what Dan, what Dan says. But in those situations, it's just to try and uh, prevent injuries. So we look at the places where um, there are a lot of injuries and how it affects one. So in in uh, the army, there's 12% of soldiers that are not deployable um, for non combat related issues, the vast majority is musculoskeletal that costs, I'd say millions and millions, but it's billions and billions, you know, someone comes in at age 18, and busts up the knee, well, that's, that's a lifelong injury that the government's paying for not to mention that that person, um, you know, can't do his or her job. you know, other markets. Look at look at you know the number two expense for employers behind labor is healthcare costs. And there are all these and kind of coming back to biometrics. We look at circulatory issues, regulatory issues, you know, metabolic issues. But then uh, the number one uh, claim is healthcare. A hundred half, it's it's actually fifty four percent of Americans. Are reporting a musculoskeletal injury every year where it's, you know, it's like a 30 30%, 30% circulatory and 20-something percent respiratory. So again, movement is this complete forgotten component of health. And in the employer space, we can help identify issues ahead of time. So we don't have some of the employees going to surgery. So I can look at someone's hip mobility. Um, or and or core strength and say, hey, you may not be injured today, but I'm pretty sure you're going to get a back issue. So let's jump in now. And it really becomes a preventative tool.
1: I love it. Well, you know, Andrew, with with everything, you know, that you guys are doing, technology has changed and it's constantly changing, you know, especially within the last few years. So how has that translated into the evolution of the screen that you guys have today and then the software that supports it?
0: Yeah. So, um, awesome question. The, um, yeah, it took you, it took you like 15. You finally asked a good one, Wendy. Um, I know,
1: you know, I'm working on it.
0: Yeah. We're getting better. Um, uh, I'll maybe finally give you a good answer. So, um, you know, again, before Microsoft came along with this connect camera, which, you know, was mainly used for video games and gestures. Um, you know, it was pretty much all manual, but when Microsoft uh, released this, uh, the connect to the to software developers, it was great. But the problem, if you recall the connect, and again, it's in the, it's in the Xbox, it's kind of a, you know, a bulky thing. And so when we, uh, when we started out, we had this big kiosk and a big Dell monitor and the separate depth camera, which did you know, had a, a great um, output, but it was really kind of bulky and cumbersome and, and pretty tough to scale. Subsequent to that, the the technology in the, in, you know, iPads and iPhones got so much better. And so we can now do the same screen on in one device. So no kiosk, no separate depth camera. Um, and, you know, again, just using it, on your iPad, you can set up your iPhone or iPad in your home. You know, set it up against this, and I'm holding up um, a coffee cup and assess at home. And certainly, with a kiosk Dell monitor and separate depth camera, that was was not possible. I mean, there are. We did encounter initially some limitations um, because the camera is not as powerful as you know the the connects camera and subsequent to that some some others. But uh, it certainly takes away some of the issues we had, which was which is form factor. And it's just a a much more scalable screen right now that can really just that can get to the masses.
2: So with with that, I mean, you're you're talking about your your hardware, your your, the technology needed. So it's as easy as having a um, a tablet or a laptop to or to assess movement is that is that all the hardware somebody would need? So outside of downloading whatever application or visiting a website, the end consumer can just use what's available, or is there a separate bit of technology that that's supporting it? So when you're talking about the camera, I'm just trying to get a better idea of what it is that um, that you actually need to execute the assessment process.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a um... A color camera in in your phone or on your iPad. So, Ken, you could download the app right now, set it up in your home, do a screen, maybe do a couple exercises and rescreen in the time it probably gets, in in, in the time for me to answer one question, and I am long-winded, so that's part of it. But even still, in several minutes, you could do all that in your living room.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it, and it absolutely is phenomenal. That's why we wanted to bring them on. Um, you're, you know, obviously being um, <clears throat> the information is great, but can you talk a little bit? Because I know Fizmodo uses a two D camera, and I know there are three D cameras out there. So, you know, with the differentiate differentiation of you guys still using two D, is there is is the information still reliable? Um, I know you're going to say kind of yes, but can you kind of go into more detail of why you guys went that route?
0: For sure. Um, well, we had to, I thought we, we had to go with uh, something like the iPad because, you know, of the scalability and ease of use and being able to, you know, reach, reach the masses. But yeah, we were concerned because we're not getting, you know, all, um, all three planes. And so our scoring is one to 100. And We were nervous that, you know, because it doesn't have the power of the depth camera that someone could come in and get a a 55 and then rescreen right away without doing any um, correctives and get a 65. And that wouldn't look very good. So we said, well, let's just do a one to 10 because, you know, five to six is not bad. Now, that's not great either because it's going to be really, really difficult to improve a score, frankly you know, get worse. So that was a big concern, but we were, I don't want to say fortunate. I mean, we have, we have a, we have a great team and we had all this experience with 3d. So we were able to take the 2d, the color camera, and we, uh, got algorithms and use inverse kinematics to which, you know, we've gotten a patent on, um, several patents actually on that to where we can infer some of the things that we're getting from 3D. So that was step one, and step two was actually testing it. And the reliability shocked me. It is spot on. You're never gonna be ex- you know exactly the same, but if you do, and people ask, well, if I stop, if I do, do two assessments, will I get the same score? And the answer is, yeah, if you do the same, if you do the squats in the same way. But yeah, it's within one or two points which uh, which it was on the depth camera. So, you know, kudos to our dev team, and you know, we're able to do a one to one hundred system. And whether you've done the movement on the depth camera before or using it now, if you're doing the same same set of squats, you're gonna get the same score within one or two points. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, oh, that's great. Um, so, just to put myself in, you know, we're talking about application because I'm all about okay, information is great only to the level that you're able to use it so as a personal trainer in the health club or the gym environment can i use this technology for for my clientele as far as assessing my my client results so i'm just looking at now user availability from a personal trainer standpoint
0: yeah so um, i'm sure you do an awesome job ken and you know your clients uh, i don't know how you do it maybe the first five or 10 minutes is, is some movement prep. And, and after, you know, after those, you know, 10 minutes, you know, you could you could, you know, because again, it's 30 seconds, you could objectively show your client that he or she that based on what you've done, he or she has improved movement in those in those 10 minutes. Now, what we're very conscientious of is we're not telling you can how to do your job. And if your clients have whatever issues <clears throat> pardon me, I'll stick with with shoulder because I've you know why not I've abused that for this entire podcast. but yeah, we have some programming that we can offer you, but you know you may you may have a different approach. we're not we're not pushing you know our approach on you. We'll give you a library of a, of a lot of corrective um, videos that you can do whatever you you want with. but again, we're just providing you information. You're the artist, Ken. You can then take the information that we're providing and letting you uh, uh, and helping dictate your, your session. So I think it's an invaluable tool. If you're if you were, you know, at a point where you had to do a 20-minute screen, I mean, I don't think your client would be very appreciative of taking up almost half the session by by doing a screen. Sure. So we'd like for you to be able to do both.
1: Yeah. And I think that the information that you can get is great. Plus, Andrew, I know for myself, you know, u- utilizing an app such as Fizmodo allows me to say, hey, every day, especially as much as I've been traveling, I want you to do you know, your screen and I want to know, you know, how, how are you feeling today? How is your body moving? And the, that information with the exercises on the corrective side, I think is something that a lot of my clients can do at home. And so I'm very appreciative for technology that allows my clients to still um, be accountable when I'm not there holding their hand or putting them through a session or telling them exactly what they can do. Plus, I think the videos that are provided within this, this type of app have, have been extremely useful um, because not a lot of people on the consumer side really understand how to, to do those movements correctly. So um, I, think, I think you guys have done an incredible job of putting this together. I think the um, technology, like I said, I've seen it. I think the information that's provided, especially because I'm very specific and I wanted to know if it worked <laughs> um, and it does, just so you guys know. But one final question that I have for you, cause I, again, I can ask you a bunch of questions all day, but you know, what's next for FISMOTO? Like where are you guys headed?
0: Well, you know, be, you, mentioned, you mentioned the airport, we've talked about, wouldn't it be interesting if you could just measure yourself pre-flight, sit on a plane for 10 hours and see where you are after that. And, um, anyway, we should be in every airport. That would be, that would be super interesting, (laughs) but, but where do we go next? Uh, the question I get, you know, quite a bit is, all right, you guys are nailing it with the overhead squat. What's next with, with, with movements. And the answer is, um, nothing. We're not doing, we do have a roadmap, but it's it's not having a, a second movement. Because while that would give more information, um, it, I think that 30 seconds and the automation would be very difficult. And I think we're getting 75 80% of what we want with this with this one movement. So what's next is we're going to take our movement um, scores and indicators and do, you know, a lot more with that. So we're going to make this more fun. So, uh, as an example, what does, uh, you know, not, you know, getting back to Ken's, what did I give you a 64, how do you yeah. compare in, you know, your age group, men 25 to 29, right? Ken. So, how do you compare? Let's go back to University of Tennessee. And they look at this is how are you comparing within your sport? How are you comparing compared to other sports? How are you comparing as in baseball? How are you comparing to your outfield outfielders or pitchers? The point being, we're going to make this super fun and more in, engaging. And I think that's you know one of the, the primary components. And then just on. Uh, again, right now with the corrective protocols and how to improve your movement, I think there's another big opportunity and I won't go into too much of this, um, because it's not released, which it wouldn't be since you're asking for roadmap. But I think that, you know, sometimes there's pre-programmed workouts and, you know, to your point, Wendy, you can't be with your client all the time. But if you've programmed a certain workout and your client can come in. And based on movement, we can then take that, and you can provide um, you know some s- scaling option. If that can be automated, um, I think that's really really valuable. So, I think in summary, we're you know we're not going to do all these other movements, but we're just going to have more utilization for the information you know that we're collecting today. And then what we've learned is that we just don't know everything. Um, and we're just getting, you know, great feedback from people like you and Ken and those in, you know, some of the other markets and I'm like, Hey, you know what? I didn't really think about that, but, um, yeah, that's, that's a great opportunity for us to add to what we're doing now. So, you know, there's a couple of things that we think about, but we're not, you know, we're not the subject matter experts. So we're talking to, to, to you and we're, um, and, and others and getting the feedback and, you know. We'll uh, we'll look at whether there's a business case for that,
2: and if there is, you know, we can always build it. <laughs> That's think. great. I mean, I mean, technology sounds great, and the fact that you guys are looking to expand the spaces that you, you know, you can apply this information. And I, I think utilization is in, in multiple environments is is going to be awesome. Um, I just I can't wait to see you guys grow within not just the fitness industry, but also, you know, when you think about military, those who serve our country, athletics, keeping athletes healthy so that they can be more durable throughout the season. It's, it's, that's some great stuff. So I just want to say, uh, Andrew, hey, this was, some, this was some great information as far as what technology is available to help people move and feel better. So thank you. And we really appreciate your time here on Random Fit.
0: Well, I really pre- appreciate being on and and talking to you, uh, Wendy and Ken. And um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep you posted on on where we're going on that roadmap and and make it better and better.
2: That's right. We'll we'll keep our eyes on you, Andrew. So right. thank you everybody for joining us here on Random Fit uh, with both Wendy Batts and I, Ken Miller. We just had guest uh, Andrew Mentor and talking about Fizmodo. So great information. Um, but if you like what you heard here on this episode um awesome please like follow subscribe comment Uh, but more importantly let us know if there's other things that you want to know and hear about when it comes to random fit so until next time everybody take care and be well